Welcome back to the Vibrantly Gray podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Working. Here in the Vibrantly Gray community, we support older women in pursuing their big dreams. I believe that age should never be a barrier to achieving one's goals and living a meaningful life. In today's episode, I hope you will be inspired and empowered to live your life vibrantly. Many of you may be thinking about retiring. Retirement is a big life transition. So today I will be talking with Chris Cherry. Chris just retired one day prior to our conversation. I am so grateful that she let me dig into her retirement experience when it is so fresh. And please note, I did schedule the interview for 11 a.m. so she could sleep in. Chris is a dear friend of mine. We met in 1991 and have been in almost daily contact since then. She is a loving, fun person, and it was a joy to talk with her. You will learn from her the importance of planning, and we're not just talking about financial planning for retirement. Identifying your retirement dreams and going into retirement with a positive perspective about the possibilities of this next chapter in your life. First of all, I am so delighted to have you on the pod. I was just so excited when you said that you would be on here because you're right in the thick of it, right? You're right in the thick of retiring. But let's back up a little bit and tell us a little bit about the job you just retired from. I was working in an elementary school, K through five, Spanish immersion school. So it's, it was a cool little learning environment, very diverse student population, very diverse teaching population, could be more diverse, I guess, but a lot of native Spanish speakers, a lot of people from other countries. Most of what I had to do is make sure the classes got staffed. So if you you had a teacher call in sick or not be able to be there, you had to get a sub, make sure they had their things, la da da. And just kind of like the, the general in the front office of an elementary school so many things happen and it's got to be ready to jump into action. And then I also did payroll, which was challenging because of the system the district uses. It's so old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can imagine. It's not just the, the school system, but I think the state systems are rather antiquated yeah. too. But you had a lot of interaction with the kids. You know, I had some, not as much as I liked. I was kind of stuck in the office. But so every chance I got to leave the office and go out into the hallways, into the cafeteria, sometimes into the classroom where kids were, it was like one of my favorite things to do. I didn't have to stand up at the front door when the buses let the kids off, but I liked to say good morning Mm -hmm. to them and starts your day off right and theirs. They're fascinating little people. They're precious. They put so much trust in us as as adults and they're, you know, every single day, seven hours with them. I loved it. I'm going to miss the kids a lot. Yeah. So why did you decide to retire? Because I could. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, honestly, that is, that is part of the answer because I'm just at a point where, you know, I'm, I turned 62 last year, could go ahead and start drawing social security and, my husband's going to work a few more years. 
we bought some property, we're going to build a house. I'm still pretty healthy, you know, so just kind of everything clicked, everything. It was just time to be able mm-hmm. to do this. I feel very lucky to be able to, to retire. Very lucky. Well, you've worked hard throughout your entire life. And uh, so it's, it's time for you to not have that much stress on you. So what excites you the most about retiring? You mentioned that you had you and your husband bought a property. So tell us about that and other things that are exciting to you. That's that's one of the most exciting parts just because we are we love the piece of property. We've kind of been given we had kind of given up on looking for a piece of property because everything was kind of flat without trees in a subdivision, very homogenous. We didn't want that. And we happened upon this property about a year and a half ago and it's completely tree-lined. That was the, the first thing that we loved about it. And as we've moved forward, now we have a builder, we have our plans, everything's moving, you know, all the financial stuff is ready to go. Um, I've got a whole lot to learn. I've never done this before. And this property's raw, so nothing has ever been on it. It needs a driveway that's going to go over a creek. It needs a septic tank, all these things that have to happen before anything else can happen. And Pete and I always have, well, you know, since we bought this property, we've talked about having a, a meadow. We call it the meadow. And with wildflower garden and like some paths meandering through, we had a landscape fella come out last week and um, the tree lined property is beautiful and amazing, but it also is full of the, you know, the thick part is full of invasive mm-hmm. native plants to Kentucky. You know, there's some things in there that he said came from Texas. I can't remember what it was. He goes, oh yeah, that's from Texas. I said, how did it get here from Texas? You know, so anyway, we just have a lot to learn. And before we can even work our meadow, we're going to have to spend some time and money with this guy to go in and clean up all of that, get rid of trees that are invasive, get rid of plants that are, could, you know, essentially those seeds could be carried over into the work we do. And then we'd have all, we, you know, we, he says, right. then he, he right. goes, if we don't do this first, everything else you do is, is, is not going to be successful. So we've got a lot to learn. And I think that's part of what I'm excited about. I, I think that's a metaphor for life. You got to do the foundational stuff before you're able to plant the pretty stuff. And that's the, yeah, you know, you just, and, and, and it's uh, not exciting, (laughs) but, but you're built, you're building the foundation. So you all are doing right. And I'm, I'm glad that you're finding some people who can help you learn about country living. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So we've got, you've got your property and you've got that, that exciting project. What, what else are you planning on? Um, you know, when you're, when people find out you're going to retire, they ask you that, what are you going to do? Oh, I know. I know. And I kind of oh, hated asking you that question because no. I'm sure you've had it thrown no, at it's, you. it's, I think it's good to be asked that question because it makes you think about it a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, sometimes people will say, I can't retire. What would I do? And I'm the opposite of that. I'm like, what, what can't I do? I can do anything I want now. A high priority is going to be being disciplined about being disciplined. Yeah. 
the people I work with gave me a really cool basket of, of all these things, gardening, like as a oh, going nice. away present. Yeah, it was awesome. And one of them is a little journal and it's like about health, mental health, physical health, how much water did you drink today? You know, what did you eat today? How do you, how are you feeling? All that kind of stuff. And today was the first day I started writing this book today. And so taking better care of myself is kind of a high priority. You know, I need to, I just need to be more fit. I need to be more active. And even though I didn't have an excuse in the past, I thought I, I used working as an, you know, I don't know. I just was lazy. I don't know why I didn't do it. But right. now, now I have nothing in my way. And I really uh, yeah, need- that's what I was, that's what I was just thinking is that hmm, a major excuse. And I'm talking about for, you know, me too, on different things that I say, well, I'm too busy with work, you know, am I really just using that as an excuse to avoid doing something that I don't really want to do or- yeah. It's yeah. harder than I want to, you know, that, that yeah. it takes more effort than what I put into it. So, right. I, I, I get right. you. I just know I can't do the rest of the things I want to do unless I become a little more active, try to be a little healthier, more conscientious about the, that, those things. So that's kind of a high priority. The other things that, you know, I've got like grandchildren that live about 70 miles away. I can see them more. Mm-hmm. I have lots of friends that don't work full time, have flexibility to like have lunch, go bike riding, go kayaking, those kinds of things that we love to do. I've got a violin I've never learned to play. Oh, that's great. It's just Fine. sitting in the basement, you know, let's hope yeah. it's okay. I want to read more books. I want to visit with people more. I want to learn more. I want to travel it's crazy the amount of things I can say yeah. I want to do. But the truth is, when it comes right down to it, I want to be better at the things I like. Mm-hmm. So I like the thought of being healthier. So I want to be better at being at trying to be healthier. I want to right. be a better and more participating grandparent. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better friend. Mm-hmm. I want to... Um, I just want to be better at all the things I like to do. Yeah. I really like that intent. I've been thinking about intention a lot uh, the last few uh, few days and what you just articulated were your intentions and then your activities sort of flow from that. Right. Right. So, so I, it's, it's great to hear that you've really focused in on what you value. But you know, if if people asking the question, what are you going to do makes you think about it. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And I talk to a lot of people who are retiring or thinking they're thinking about retiring or they have retired and they're kind of lost because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm loving hearing all the your your cup runneth over with ideas. Yeah. So you know you're speaking my language. Yeah, I have about two cups. I have about two cups going right That's now. okay too, you know. <laughs> it could be just a half a cup, but you're okay. You're yeah. you're okay. You're okay. So I would my next question was going to be have you constructed a plan for what you want to do? But obviously you have lots of ideas, but kind of going back to the planning, since you have so many different things that you Mm -hmm. want to do, Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that you are not planning on just jumping into all of that stuff right away. 
No, because I don't think I would be happy doing it that way. And when I was talking a little bit ago about being disciplined, about being disciplined, I think I need a schedule. One of the things at the elementary school, the librarian, she's just a hoot. You would love her. I think I've told you about it before, Dr. Hurdlin, and she's just this little ball of energy and she's super creative and funny. And I just love being around her. She's contagious. And so I want to go back into the school and do some volunteering. And so when I was talking to her about that, she said, I'm going to need to know when those days are going to be so I can be ready. Like you can help me shelf books and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, you know, I need to think about that. Maybe instead of saying, oh, I'm going to do it. Maybe I say, I'm going to do it two Tuesdays a month Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. two Friday afternoons or whatever it is that she and I can work out together. So she knows I'm going to be there, you know, so it's kind of like some accountability for some of this stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to have to have some planning for, for some of that extracurricular stuff. I've already got a group of, of friends who, my other Kathy Joe friend yeah. and that group, we've picked Wednesdays to be the day that we try to do something. Okay. Three of us are retired. One works for herself as a financial planner and the other is a surgical nurse who only works about two days a week. So we might be able, you know, so we're, sure. so I'm trying to schedule, trying to schedule myself for some accountability, because let me tell you what, I could probably lay on the couch and watch Netflix all day. I mean, there's always something to watch, you know, if you want to be lazy bum. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to have some structure. Yeah. And I, I like that you included some structure in that description because I don't think that you want to have every day structured, but kind of a skeleton of a right. structure yeah. so that you've got some, you know, freedom. Otherwise you're sort of working again. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, <laughs> my clock needs to be, don't my need clock. That, but yeah. Yeah. But, but I know I, myself, I'm sorry. I know myself well enough that if I don't put some kind of time accountability to it, that I might be able to find it easy to say, no, I'm not going to do that today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once I, I, once I get into a routine with a couple of things, not a lot, you're right. I don't want to structure a lot. Once I get into a couple of things and I, I'm going to look forward, like I'm going to look so forward to seeing Dr. Hartelin. Yes. You know, and I'll see some of the kids and some of the people I used to work with. So it's going to, it's going to fill me up in ways mm-hmm. that other things won't do. So, right. Yeah. Uh, right. So have you purchased a planner yet? Well, that's this little book right here that they gave me. It says one oh. day at a time. Oh, okay. That's super nice. Cute. And it's it's really yeah. focused on health. It's got okay. food, goals, it's got exercise, all kinds of stuff. How much water did you drink? All this kind of stuff. And I've never been good at this. I've never been good at keeping track. So I started today and I need to do it every day. What is it? It takes, there's a book out about it. Um, it takes 30 days to establish a new habit. I've heard of I that. I might be wrong on that. I'll have to, and if so, no, I've, I've, I, I mean, I've I, heard that. Concept. I'll put it in the show notes as a, as a link. I like to provide our listeners with resources and yeah. particularly what I'm not quite sure I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> that only happens rarely with you, KJ. Oh, well, th- thank you. Thank you. You're, you're, you're too kind. Well, we've talked about some of the 
excitement and what you're looking forward to. And maybe we've touched on this next question a, a little bit, but maybe we can dig into it a little bit more. What are some of your fears about retirement? Money. I'm not okay. going to have a paycheck. And, you know, my retirement that I'm going to be drawing is, is not enough to sustain me. You know, I, I, I guess just being almost completely financial, financially dependent on my husband. We've been married about eight years. I say about because somebody asked me yesterday and I couldn't do the math. So I think it's, I think it's eight years okay, and uh, the ballpark. a while you've been married and you've been you were together for a long time before we've now. been together 15. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's a wonderful, wonderful person and man. And I mean, you know, him, he's amazing, but I was pretty much a single person, you know, raising children and trying to keep our head afloat our heads afloat. And we did it. I was successful with my children and taking care of them and everything, but I always had to worry about money. I always right. had to, you know, think about money and what I spent. And so now I feel like I'm going to have to kind of go back to that, even though I'm not sure I ever came out of it. Right. I was going to say, I was going to ask you if you thought that maybe that was just habitual thought or fear rather than the reality of it. Pete would, Pete would say, yeah, Pete would say, oh yeah, that's what it is. But he doesn't, you know, really, he doesn't know what it it's like. He doesn't know what it feels like. And Mm -hmm. so, and to him, everything that's ours is ours. And I just don't, you know, so one of my fears is just, just worrying about money. I guess I'm, I guess I'm worried about worrying about money. How about that? Oh, well, we'd like layers of, of worry. How about that? (laughs) Maybe I need to peel that back a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Put a, put a little bookmark on that. Yeah. Let me tag that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I know from my own life that I have perspectives and fears that I just keep dragging along like a box of rocks, right? Yep. As I go through my life and um, I'm beginning on some of those uh, rocks to be willing to throw them overboard so that I can worry about something new. (laughs) (laughs) Or worry or just, or or just let it go. Yeah. Worry less. Just Just, let it go. Yeah. And, and I understand some of the fears that you have about money. You know, as you know, I, you know, raised two girls on my own as well and have been not in high paying positions. Let's put it that way uh, for my life, uh, for my life. You both, we both were in, you know, we are, we chose education as the field, which kind of means that you're not going to be making a lot of money. Right. And what I've, trying to reframe my relationship with money is that I will be taken care of because I think that's why I'm not going to wax too philosophical with you here, because that's the, when you dig down into what you're afraid of, Mm -hmm. it's afraid, uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to die Mm -hmm. (laughs) out on the streets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and so if I can replace that with I will be taken care of. 
Yeah. And, and grow to mean it because right now I don't think I mean it, but I'm saying it <laughs> to myself that I can see that it's helping me loosen up a little bit. So, so I think we're talking about very basic needs. Yes. You know, I have everything I need and I probably have almost everything I want is the truth of it. I got a lot of peace in my heart. I have the ability to retire at this age. I have lots of wonderful people in my world, new people to meet, new adventures to have. And oh my goodness, I could maybe just as easily be living on the street. Yes. I mean, you know, that's what you hear. That's what you read is, uh, and I saw this on the news. The other, We don't watch the news a lot, but it was about this mall in downtown San Francisco, like a, I don't know, it looked like it was all marble inside. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And it was all going to have to shut down because COVID, people working from home, people not shopping as much, but also because of the homelessness. And it showed the outside of this mall on the street and just like the tent Mm-hmm. cities that were everywhere, everywhere. And I'd like to find out more about that and, and just understand more about the problem. And maybe I can think of ideas of solutions. I, I mean, it, you know, I, I just think I need to know more about it. I need to understand more about it, but you're right. Getting back to the basic things. I have everything I need. Right. I will be taken care of. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's been a big shift for me. I'm still in the process of shifting it. So anyway, so what, what else besides scarcity are are you, uh, are you kind of afraid of, or you think might be challenges? I don't, you know, not everything is based on fear. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is being, is going to be, is going to make myself be disciplined. Okay. I know I keep coming back to that, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm not a disciplined person. I'm not a very organized person when it comes, like if I just want to throw caution to the wind and I'm supposed to be doing this, but I'm going to go bike ride, I'm going to do, you know, I do it. And so I just, I have got to be more disciplined about my discipline. And so that challenge is, that's, that's going to be one of the biggest ones, I think. Yeah. But your spontaneity is part of your charm, right? Well, so it's kind of finding that, that middle ground maybe. Yeah, you're right. And you know, my husband's like, all your friends too. and Pete will be looking around going, who is this creature? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know this person. She's predictable, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's one of the reasons why I think we're so happy together is because one of us will suggest Hey, let's do fill in the blank. And the other one's like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one time we were talking about that. I said, Pete, at some point, one of us is going to have to say no. (laughs) Like, we just can't always be this way. Um, But he's very fly by the seat of his pants in many things. Um, And we do have a lot of fun adventures. Um, I just have to, I just have to have these core, like, taking care of myself, taking care of my health, keeping myself organized. I have to do those things for all the other things to, to come into play. Right. And I'm not tr- trying to dissuade you from being spot- spontaneous. Oh, I know. Ab- I okay. Know. 
And I mean, <laughs> that's just, that's just who I am. I don't think it's ever going to go away and I don't want to suppress it, but I know myself well enough that, I mean, I could, if I didn't have somebody come into the house today at three o'clock for something, I could probably just sit here and watch this show I started watching this morning, just happened upon it. It's called Unstable on Netflix. You're going oh to okay. Okay. You're gonna have to look at it. But, you know, I think there's like eight episodes or something and they're very short. I could just sit here and watch that the rest of the day because I yeah. don't have to go do anything. Right. There's nobody right. expecting anything of me today. So well, and and that's good. So uh, one of the things I meant to ask earlier is, are you going to give yourself X number of days or weeks to sort of decompress from working every day? I don't know what that means. Like, just like you know, not really doing anything of note. Just maybe watching unstable you know, for uh, <laughs> on a given day. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, that's a definite, um, Sleeping. uh, just, you know, puttering I mean, around as my dad would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some of that. I've actually done a little bit of that this morning, just, and, and that Im- includes cleaning and mm. putting around <laughs> and cleaning. I know, I know. Um, and organizing like our house. I feel like it's just kind of messy and I don't know. I haven't done a lot of things and I like things to be nice and clean. Um, and so I'm seeing dirt everywhere, but I don't want to chase the dirt. I just want to meet the dirt where it is and take care of it when I can. (laughs) (laughs) Control the dirt a little bit. I like that philosophy of housekeeping. I'm not going to chase it from you, uh, with, with that. Uh, but um, uh, let's see. So how did you feel when you left the building yesterday? Um, I got a little teary-eyed walking to my car, but it was very short-lived. And I got in my car and I listened to my awesome jam music on my 2.5 mile drive home. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> And when I got home, my husband had been out of town and he was here and um, it, it just, everything just kind of felt like, it, it truly felt like I turned a page. How about that? Yeah. yeah. And there's always mixed feelings when that happens in your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a I mix mean, of, you know, sad, excited, you know, yeah. pretty intense. What would were you say? Would you say that it was a pretty intense day emotionally for you? No, no. Okay, it was. Okay. Um, you know, like the position I was in, I work the same days as the principal. Teachers work less, fewer days, and so the last day for teachers was June second. If that had okay. been my last day, I probably would have been a basket case. But okay. uh, that day we had like a. They, they brought in a caterer. We had all this yummy food. It was a woman from Spain and, um, you know, they had a big old cake for me and they had these gifts for me. And it was funny. Uh, you know, my last name's cherry. Well, they misspelled cherry on the cake and they spelled it cheery, cheery. two E's and one R. 
So I don't was- know. I think that I think that was uh, some some sort of uh, intentional slip. Maybe somebody knew me. So that was funny. You know, so there's a lot of there was good food, all these wonderful people. And then they opened the floor for people to get up and say something if they wanted. Yeah. We, the first one, I mean, there was a lot of beautiful, beautiful things, but the very first one is a teacher who, uh, her daughter goes to school there and, um, her daughter is a ball of energy. And I have joked about writing a book about her and Mm -hmm. because she's just this little character, like she's, she is meant to be a character in a book. She's perfect for it. And but there's also some challenges with this person. So the mom got up and said, she, she looked over at me and she said, I would just like to thank you. And then she started crying for, for welcoming my child in and always making her feel happy and safe and comfortable with who she is. And I'm just Uh like, uh, you know, like you could have stopped it right there. And that was the whole reason I worked at that school that one person and that one, you know? Yeah. Um, so that day was pretty emotional. There was a couple of days there were pretty emotional, a couple of different days of goodbyes, but yesterday it was just the principal and myself and our family resource person and, and they're dear to me. And Mm -hmm. my principal took us out to lunch. So no, yesterday was, um, a little teary eyed when I got in the car, but once I got in the car, it was over. You were good. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, um, so that kind of brings me to my next, I just have a couple more questions for you. Um, but that brings me to my next round of questioning. And that is, you know, as you know, I've been reading a little bit about retirement, you know, what, what, what people have studied about retirement and, and that kind of thing. And, um, one of the biggest challenges, interestingly, particularly for men, is the change in your social network Hmm. and you know because they're uh the people who participated in some of these studies said that their social net their relationships at work were they they were also friends or it they fed them socially um each day and after retirement they didn't have that and it was difficult for them. So how do you think, I, I, how, I know that you've met some people at work that um, you kind of clicked with, how do you think those relationships are going to change? Well, you know, um, because I was only in this school from 10 weeks before COVID, until yesterday. So part of that being not in the building and because we got a new principal, you know, some of the, you know, it's a shorter history, I guess. And so, yeah, but there's one woman at work that I became very close to and she, she's just so sweet to me and she's so wonderful and she's just a mess. She's a hot mess, but I love her dearly. She loves the kids. And I told her, I said, you know, Deb, we're not going to see each other every day anymore. I mean, it's mm-hmm. summer, so none of us would, right? But right. we're not going to see each other every day anymore. So, so I want you to know that I'm making a commitment 
to stay in touch. And so texting, things on Facebook, you know, those opportunities will help with some of those relationships. Mm -hmm. So there's probably, you know, eight to 10 people that I can see staying in touch with at that job. Previous school, I've still got Ollie, my good friend that I'm very much in touch with my university people. I mean, you know, we go way back together on that. So, and then I, I do have strong friendships that don't have anything to do with any place I ever worked. Right. And, and I think that maybe a good piece of advice for people who are contemplating retirement is to start building that social network outside of work early. Right. right. Absolutely. I mean, right. one of my really very close friends, my other Kathy Joe, you know, we've known each other since we were 14 and we've been kind of in and out, but not like on a getting along, not getting along. We've always been the best of buds. Just life circumstances. Just our lives took us in different directions, yeah. things like that. And her husband, her husband passed away in, I think, 17, 2017 of an aneurysm and just like fell. And that was it. He was 60. And um, a bunch of us that went to high school together and have known each other a long time, we kind of, we circled around her and Mm -hmm. we started to plan to do more things together. And that's still happening. And I remember thinking and saying at that point, we can't just circle around her right now. And then poof, like we've got, you know, we have. And so all of us have benefited from reconnecting with these relationships. Now, Kathy and I have always been super duper close, but, um, you know, it's just, I guess, kind of a silver lining in that very tragic time in her life. And, and now we've even, you know, we call ourselves the Sally's like we call each other, Sally. We have these little, you know, just fun things. So it could be friendships from a previous part of your life that people could rekindle recapture. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and all of that takes some effort. It's not like it's work, you know, it can be really fulfilling, but you have to be open and available uh, right. to make those connections. Right. Like we all have friends that would say, oh, we should, we should get together for lunch. Right. And then yes. you don't. Oh yeah. I know. I've got one of those dangling, you know, and the other day I was thinking, come on, Kathy, you said you were going to get together in May. What is it now? Mid June. And yeah. you still haven't done it. But, but a lot of people let like that's how they live. And I've, I've got some friendships that, you know, I reached out to somebody the other day that I hadn't talked to in probably a year. And it was Jojo that I used to work with at the dress shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course we picked right up, you know, where yep. we had left off. But I said, Joe, we really need to go to dinner. And she said, yeah, we do. And so I need to make that happen. Yeah. So it's making those friendships and those commitments are priority. And I don't want to I don't want to be the person who says we need to have lunch and then never do it. Either we're going to go lunch or we're going to quit talking about it. Right, right, right. And I, I, and, and that doesn't mean that everybody from your previous years, you need to go to lunch with. um, It doesn't? No, no, no. I'm just thinking that. 
you know, if we want to chunk it up a little bit and, and, you know, you could kind of take a walk down memory lane and say to yourself, gosh, I, I think that is a person I would really like to get back in touch with. Exactly. I, yep. That person was really important to me at yep. one point in my life. And let me reach out and just see if there's any interest. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, in in, in re- reconnecting, I think sometimes people get embarrassed or ashamed about not staying in touch when your yeah. lives go in different ways. And that can prevent that them from, you know, reaching out and making that bid for connection. And when you think about those words, they're embarrassed. What else did you say? Embarrassed and something else. Ashamed. Ashamed Ashamed and embarrassed. Like, that's just silly. We should not. I know. We should not put that weight on our shoulders to be embarrassed or ashamed for not making something happen that we want to happen. It's never too late. Because that's, yes, it's never too late. And, um, you know, and some of those doors might have been, might have been closed. Right. But, and it might, and they might stay closed, but you're not ever going to know unless you give it, give it a try. Well, I really have enjoyed talking with you. Is there anything else that you would like to share with people who are going through the retirement phase? Yeah. Or I should say transition. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I wish that more of us thought about retirement as like a second chapter with new opportunities. Ah, And I'm so glad you brought that up. That's certainly how I feel about it. I think that some of the best advice I might have is do it as soon as you can do it when you're do it as soon as you can. That doesn't mean you don't have to work. That doesn't mean, you know, but be in charge of your own clock and not be on someone else's time frame and find other things to fill your life up as soon as you can, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we all know people who maybe work till they're 65 or 70 and then something happens, they have a stroke or, you know, maybe they don't, you know, maybe their life ends or something, uh, uh, you know, something gets in the way of being able to enjoy it and they work toward it. So you can do it when you're young and you can do all the things that, that you ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, don't think about yep. it being so far away. Try to try to bring it closer, you know, try to bring it closer to where you are now and work toward finding a way to do it when you're re- when you think you're going to be ready to do it. I don't know if that makes yes. sense. <laughs> no, no, it, ma- it makes perfect sense. And I and I love your suggestion about changing your mindset about what retirement is. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, right? Is that, you know, your life isn't done when you're older. Uh, you have, you know, lots of adventures and dreams and opportunities um, yeah. to uh, to go after. Uh, and and so I, I, I think that people, sometimes they are so excited about leaving a job they don't like that... Yeah they leave it and they haven't done the preparation that you're doing. Right. Yeah. So it kind of hits them hard, but I think you hit on something and I know, I know we're going to be finished here in a minute, but I think you hit on something that's really important 
if you're leaving a job you don't like, you shouldn't be in that job in the first place. Like figure out a way, Yes, you know, try to figure out a way to put yourself someplace that you do like, because retiring from something that was an unhappy place for you for a long time, I would say that all of that unhappiness is just going to stay with you. You're not, mm-hmm. you're going to drag it around like the, like the box of rocks we were talking about. So, yes. you know, try to, whatever the work is, try to be around people that are good people to be around. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I've talked to people who like, they know exactly, I won't mention what profession they're in, but they know to the hour when they are able to retire. Mm-hmm. And that makes me sad when I run across people who are living, because as you, as you said, you know, what happens if they are not able to fully enjoy retirement because of a physical issue right. or, you know, and, and so it's just living for the future is not a good idea. Right. Ever. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, but thank you so much. I, I so appreciate it. And, and you know what we're going to do? If, if it's okay with you, <laughs> like in a year, I would love to check back in with you and see how awesome. you're doing. See, I'm, I'm building in another accountability option for you. Awesome. I love it. Okay. Love just to see next. what you've learned about yourself and, and uh, what you've been up to. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next June. Absolutely. We've got, we've got you on record. And, um, I just want to thank you too, because we have all these thoughts in our head about what this means, all the questions we've talked, you know, everything we've talked about, but saying it out loud. Yes. And bouncing it off other people and you and I know each other. So you know, it maybe is easier for me to open up. Um, but that's helpful. So I would say that if you know other people who are in the process of retiring, encourage them to do this because this is, okay. this has been helpful for me and I'm already here. Good. I'm already, today's my first day, but it's still been helpful for me to think about, okay, what is it? I'm really like, what are my yes. priorities? Yeah. How am I going to yeah. do it? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, well, thank you. I'm glad you I'm glad you found it a, a positive experience. And you just gave me idea, an idea that I think I will provide in the show notes. I'll put some of these questions that I asked you on a on a little PDF so yeah. people can download it and journal about it or get together with a good friend and talk it out, you know, ask yeah. each other questions. Do you think that would be helpful? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, I will put yeah. that on my to-do list today. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Love you. Thank you so much. I love you too. Thank, Thank you, my friend. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please join our community on Facebook. There, you will find reading suggestions, meaningful dialogue, and additional stories of women who are going big. The link is posted in the show notes. As Betty Friedan said, aging is not lost youth, but a new stage of opportunity. So let's do it together.